let us clap. Come on, somebody praise him. Come on, somebody praise him up in this house right now. <laughs> oh, oh, let it rain. Let it rain. Let the Holy Ghost rain. Let the Holy Ghost rain. Let the Holy, let it rain over here. Let it rain on this side. Let it rain on somebody over here. Come on, Holy Ghost power rain. Woo. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, welcome to a Pentecostal church. Uh, turn around and tell someone else, say, welcome to a red hot Pentecostal church. Oh, is that how we do it, huh? Thank you for allowing us to come in. It, I'll tell you, it's really weird when you're used to the status quo musicians up here that you know and everything going on. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird. I, I know some of you, and some of you I don't know. And by the time I leave here, you'll either love me or like me. And we get called a lot to go preach at places. And the last preacher said, I want you to fire us up. I said, okay. And then when I got there, they wanted to fire me. So I didn't get to wire 220 to all of your seats, but if I could legally get by with it, I would wire 220 to every pew in this room. And then when you and your nonchalant church begin to sing, I shall not be moved, I'd say, oh, yes, you are. But there's enough charge of the Holy Ghost here today. We don't need electricity. We just need to reach up and let it touch us. Woo! Wouldn't it be all right if the Holy Ghost got on you and you took it home? Uh, you, you really want to take this, some of this home with you? Man, this is so powerful. Man, it's so powerful. And really what I like about this church, there's no clock in here. And so that means I can take all the time that I need. Woo. Oh. Amen. Our ushers are locking the door. Amen. To every entrance in this place. And you didn't know it, but you're about to be shaken by the power of the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to reset. Reset your Holy Ghost and let it burn within you like never before. Thank you, Pastor McCall. It's my first service ever with you. Amen. But I was impressed by your pastor as I sat at home in my lazy chair and I watched him speak at Brother Ramsey's funeral a couple of years ago. And I knew then, amen, this was a man of God. I've told him that in private. I want to tell you, you are blessed with a man of God. Amen. And I'm thankful to be a part of this great vision that is here. And I would be doing myself, uh, I wouldn't be doing myself justice if I didn't recognize Brother and Sister Anderson today. Amen. For the great work that they've done here through the years and and then Brother McCall coming behind, amen, and catching a hold of that. We're going to have revival. We can do it two ways. We can do it with you or without you, but we're going to have revival. 
This is what I tell our church. I can stay and have revival or I can leave and have revival or you can leave and I can have revival. But what are the three ways I'm going to have revival where I'm at? Some of y'all didn't like that. But it's right. I can have church in a funeral home because I have. We had church in a funeral home for three months. We was in a building program. Amen. The the guy that bought our church, he said... uh, uh, he, he said, uh, I'll give you 90 days, and he changed his mindset 30 days. So we went to the local funeral home. Amen. We've got, got Brother Doug here. He remembers that. Amen. We went to the funeral home. We had church. And, and the sad part was when we left the funeral home, we took a few dead folks with us. But that's all right. We're still going to have revival anyway. It doesn't matter where you at. Amen. And what you're doing, we're going to have revival. Amen. So let me get to my notes. Amen. All these 20 pages will bless you. Amen. And you'll have a good time today. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we have the power. Look at him and say, we have the power. Now we need demonstration. With the help of the Lord, I'm going to speak on that subject today. We have the power, but we need demonstration. I don't know how long it's been since somebody here amen, got raised from the dead, but there's enough Holy Ghost in this place right now Is there somebody willing to die for it to happen? Woo! You see, we want the demonstration, but what we don't want is we don't want to have to go through the trial to get the demonstration. (laughs) But I want you to look at your neighbor and say, power is in this place, and so is demonstration. Hallelujah. And for the life of me, I can't find my notes in this thing. One of them praise singers over there deleted it. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I still believe that the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost is in this place. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, it's time for us to demonstrate the power. Uh Uh-huh. Tell them, tell them. We have the power, but we need demonstration. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. I'll just go ahead and just start. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've got some friends that are here today. Thank you for coming. Amen. When I drove into town today, I saw a sign that said Lake City. And it said 2,000 and something people reside here. Now, you can have big church mentality or you can have small church mentality. Hello, somebody. We can have big church mentality or we can have small church mentality. But I said out a long time ago, whether if there's 10, 50, or 100, or 10,000, I'm going to praise God like there's 20 million people out there because we're going to see a move of God in our church. Somehow I want to build your faith today and let you know that we have the power of His Spirit. Now that we've got the power, we need demonstration of that power. Is it all right if I take off my jacket? I, I promise I'll stop at the tie. I may kick off my shoes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let, just let me get comfortable here. Amen. If I mess up and, and make you mad, uh, just forgive me. I probably won't be back, but anyway, just forgive me. It's, but when we, we started our work in Steele, Missouri, there's around 2,000 people live in our small city. 
but John Wesley said it like this, that if you catch on fire, people will come to watch you burn. Now, we are an apostolic Jesus name, devil chasing, holy rolling, standing on our head, Jesus. We've got the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of us. And in that name you shall cast out devils. In my name you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I've come to preach to the Pentecostals of Lake City. It doesn't matter where we're at or what we're doing. We're going to see a revival like we've never seen before. We're going to see demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We're going to see demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, do you have the Holy Ghost? Now you see, the biggest lie the devil ever told is when he started this movement that you don't have to be born again of the water and of the Spirit, amen, to see the kingdom of God. Because the devil wants to strip to us the power that lies within us. Now I'm no, no theologian or, or smart like your pastor, you know, digs down, you know, and all that good kind of stuff. Amen, I'm just a simple-minded preacher that don't know any better than to tell you that the Holy Ghost is what you need and it is the only thing that is gonna give us a red hot revival we're not going to do it with lights and fogs and bounce houses and jump machines and karaoke on Friday night we're going to have revival when we learn to dance and shout and praise him he's the power source we're the conduit through which he moves ask somebody do you want to be used of the Holy Ghost I want to be used of the Holy Ghost. When I walk in the room, I want the whole room to change. Hello, somebody. Not because I'm crazy or stupid or foolish or I've got a bright suit on or a big old bow tie. Hey, man, with trinkles dripping off of it. And when I walk in the room, I want the devil to know that I walked in. Some of y'all are scared of the devil. And the reason we're scared of the devil is because we don't have the fire. Can I tell you the reason our forefathers and our elders had a move of God? It's because they weren't afraid to allow the demonstration of the Holy Ghost to move. I've come to preach to you on a Sunday afternoon. Let's hit the reset button and let the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost move through us. I have got to be a willing vessel for the Holy Ghost to move through. Now, he didn't ask me to do this. I hope I don't make him too mad. But I'm a musician. I'm not the best musician. But all these guys up here, I taught them everything they know. Before they got up here and then they did their thing. But I know musicians are attacked by hell because the devil knows that if he can kill our music and our worship, he'll kill the moving of the spirit. Don't you ever choke hold a worship service. I got a few amens, but for all you Baptocostals out there, we're gonna have good music, we're gonna have loud music, we're gonna have stomping music, and we're gonna have Jesus music. You want to bring in the sheaves, you go down the road to do it. But we want the Holy Ghost rain to fall in this house. That's what we're going to sing about. That's what we're going to preach about. That's what we're going to worship to. Yeah. 
I know how it is to be stuck behind a keyboard or drum set or a guitar. I know how it is. And then when we get out from behind it, I don't know. I know Brother Trent, he's a musician. I don't know if he plays here or not. Amen. But he was doing the Jesus bounce over there. Amen. That's what I like to see when we go somewhere. When we get out behind these musicians, it, I can shout. I can even rap to bring it in the sheets. It don't matter to me because what I got's bigger than a drum set. It's bigger than a guitar. It's the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I wish it'd get off on some of you. I wish it would rub off on some of you. We need the power and the demonstration. Uh, uh, hey, I was I was raised better than going to have a dead church. My parents would be ashamed if I went to church and had a dead church. Oh, it's just Wednesday night Bible study. Oh man. I can teach a Wednesday night Bible study. I'll teach the devil out of everybody in the room. Because I'm going to shout on Bible study. You know you shout during Bible study? Well, Brother Damesworth, all you want to do is shout. Yeah, you're right. What better is there else to do? I got pastor amen in me over here. But if we're going to change people when they walk through the door, I ain't even been through Lake City. I've been to your old sanctuary. Had the privilege of marrying two of these couples that are here today. Thank God they're still making it. The other 20 I married, they ain't doing so good. But these two are doing great. Amen. I thank God he had a hand in that. But I, I, I've been around this city just a little bit. But I guarantee you there's somebody in this city that's on drugs and alcohol. There's somebody in this city right now that's watching a pornographic site. There's somebody in this city right now that is about to tell their spouse we're going to end it all. There's Somebody in this city that is teaching their children to deny, amen, godliness and teaching them the ways of the world. And guess what? We are the brightest light in this city. We are this city's only hope. We are their only place of refuge. And when they come through them doors, we gotta have the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, it is not the will of God for one service to go past and somebody not be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Well, Brother Damesworth, does it happen in your church? No, but I wished it did. And I'm going to keep preaching until it happens because we got the power source. Now we need to demonstrate what we know to be real. Uh, tell you, the biggest cry that I hear, oh, the way it used to be. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the way it used to be. I want to rewrite history. I don't mean no disrespect, but I've heard enough about N.A. Urshan. I've heard of enough about the Jeff Arnolds and Anthony Mangans and, and the missionary all, all over there and, 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 and uh, one of them foreign countries getting the Shondos over there. I've heard enough about that. I want it to happen right where I'm at. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. When you get hungry enough, when you get thirsty enough for an end time revival, this church isn't big enough for what God can do. I'm gonna say it again. Pete and repeat was sitting on a long, Pete fell off and left me home by myself. This city is so big that you cannot contain the people that's coming. The church I pastor, we got church uh, people that come from a tri-state area. It's not that I'm a good preacher. 
It's not that we got a fancy facility. It's not that we're loaded with money or we got a social club. They come where the fire of the Holy Ghost is. And when people feel the Holy Ghost, they will come back to where they felt it first at. Every Sunday school teacher in this church ought to be full of the Holy Ghost. Well, them children are too small to get the Holy Ghost. Who lied to you? That wasn't in the publishing house materials. They can give the Holy Ghost in Sunday school class. I used to give the Holy Ghost in Sunday school class. It was only because I got in trouble and I was afraid mom and daddy was going to beat the devil out of me, so I got the Holy Ghost before I went home. But you see, I, I, I really sometimes did get a hold of the Holy Ghost when I was in Sunday school class. Can I speak to you Sunday school teachers that are here today? It's time for you to set the reset button. Instead of coming in the last minute with your bag of little Debbies and your little drinks to give to your little toddlers up in there, amen, and preach to them about Jesus hanging on a cross, why don't you take Jesus off of that cross, get him out of the tomb, put him in their heart, and pray God baptize these little babies with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You're not too young and you're never too old for the demonstration and the power of God to rest inside. I wish somebody would grab a hold of it. I wish somebody would receive it. The demonstration of the Spirit of God. Oh, Pastor, yeah, Brother Dames over here. That's your pastor over there. It's been so long since I talked in a heavenly language. I don't even know if I still got the Holy Ghost. Do you know it's possible? I want you I want you to hear me. You don't hear nothing else. I say, please listen to this, and then you cut me off, go eat duck fried chicken, whatever you're going to do. But it is so easy to get up in the hustle and bustle of life and the routine of apostolic church is that we forget the number one ingredient is the power of God, and we get so fired up about the other things that we lose the anointing that is there. Have you ever been to a church that lost the anointing? I've preached in a few of them that I thought it departed. And then when I hit the rocks on the outside, I knew that it probably wasn't there. You see, when we get the anointing of God moving inside of us, we get up in the morning singing about Jesus. Hello. Hello. When you get to bubbling for Jesus, you get up in the morning, put your big feet on the floor, look at your big head in the mirror, brush your one tooth up in your head, and you head out the door, and when you get there, you're smiling at somebody, and they can feel Jesus in you. Church has gone way too long without the power and the demonstration of that power. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. People, I, I know this probably never happened to you, but I irritate people. I've been diagnosed with it. I get all up under people's grills and cribs and all them other places they stay. 
Because I feel like if we're going to live for God, we shouldn't do it with 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 99.99999 percent. We should give it 100 percent. Well, that's just a bunch of nonsense. Who are you talking to? Oh, we've tried that and it's failed. Okay, we'll turn that cow around, teach her to walk the other way and try it again. Sorry. I get it all the time. Oh, we've been there and we tried that. I said, yeah, we're going to do it without you. This time it's going to work. Well, that church couldn't survive without me. Who are you fooling? Well, if I left, the doors are going to close. With that kind of attitude, they're going to close on you while you're up in there. Because this is a Holy Ghost church. This will be a church that will show demonstration. Let me say it again. Me and Pastor, we're going to have revival with you or without you. We're going to pray the drug head up in this church. We're going to pray the prostitute up in this church. We're going to invite the homosexuals up in this church. We're going to get some black folk up in this church. We're going to get some Hispanic folk up in this church. I think I done got a hold of something right here. We've got to have the power in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And it's got to burn real. It's got to burn real. Somebody said, I got the power. I need the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Well, let me tell you, though, when the fire gets to burning, that's when the devil perks his head up. It doesn't surprise me that the devil climbed on that sound booth back here today. You probably had not had no problem with this sound. Not a bit. And we walk in and there it goes. It happens to us all the time. I just say in Jesus' name, work right. Well, the sound man took a little beating before, but anyway, it worked. And it all got together. I'm, I'm proud of our sound man back there. I love both of y'all back there. Come on, y'all smiling bright. The Holy Ghost about to jump back there. Get ready. See, the devil will bring about every distraction it can before revival hits. Oh, let me talk to you. It's dangerous. I'm preaching without a note up here, guys. Y'all deleted them somehow. But let me tell you a little something. Before revival begins to happen, things are about to, it'll get crazy up in here. Well, Susie will start having problems. John will come in and tell you that he's in love with Bob. And the next thing you know, you've got all kind of problems up in the church. Well, sister so-and-so don't like that couple over there. Well, pastor, there's somebody on the platform that don't need to be up there, and you know exactly what they're doing. And the next thing you know, sister busybody, she's in the Sunday school room now, and she's trying to cause chaos. Everything that you possibly can think of is gonna happen. Well, here, I've got a few words to tell you. If you get up here at this altar and you'll get the demonstration of what you say you got, you're not gonna worry about anybody else or what anybody else is doing. What you're going to do is you're going to get to dancing and praising God and we're going to have revival and God will clean up what needs to be cleaned up, push out what needs to be pushed out. Because we need demonstration. We need demonstration. 
Best thing I ever done as a pastor, I had somebody come to me one time, they was talking about somebody in the church. I said, well, won't you just hold your little false teeth right there? Let me go get them. Well, I'm telling you, between me picking them up, the person they were talking with, this lady got the Holy Ghost and she's got everything she knew. It's like, like I take, what's that disease? That you know, you forget everything. Man, she forgot it all. We had revival. I've come to preach to somebody in Lake City tonight or this afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. I'm here preaching to you. Please listen. It's that we've been beat up and we've been talked about. And there are people in this room that you've even written this church off. And I'm telling you right now, if I had the strength in my body to do it, I'd stay here and preach until everybody in this city has heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You want to get up under a preacher's spirit? Amen. You tell us we can't have revival. We're going to have revival. We're going to unite with you. We're going to see a move of the Holy Ghost because we just don't want the power. We want the demonstration and the move of God. I'm ready to see your kids get the Holy Ghost. I'm ready to see your husband be baptized in Jesus' name. I'm ready for your grandchildren to get out of rehab and get into the house of God when we get power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I will tell you right now, I want, I want to speak to you. I, my God, I want to encourage you somehow. It's that the devil will take out everything he can to block you from having a move of God. And it'll always happen right before the biggest thing is about to take place. It's happened to our church. It's happened to other churches. And it'll happen here. But you've got to be strong enough in demonstration and power that you can live over it. A few weeks ago, we had a situation in our church. I can't call out names because one of them may be here. I'm just kidding. They're not here. We had a, a situation happen in our church. Man, I'd have had no control of it. I'm telling you right now, I think stupid shows up to church every service. He comes all the time. Stupid shows up. And even stupid speaks sometimes. And so, and somebody comes, well, bless God. Bless, 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 bless the Lord. Said, uh, this, this situation happened, and we lost about 30 people. They just walked right out the door. And I, it hurt me. It bothered me. It discouraged me a little bit as long as I thought about it. And I said, I can't think about the people that are leaving. i got to think about the people that are coming. And, and uh, come on, thank you for preaching with me, sir. Uh, and, uh, and I had a guy walk up to me and he said, I think I'm going to quit. I said, go ahead. You really mean that? I said, no, but you did. Why are you going to quit? The church is just under a struggle. I can't take it no more. I said, go ahead. They looked at me like I'd lost my mind. If stupid's going to talk, stupid's going to respond. Boaz. Stupid's going to talk. Stupid's going to respond. What they should have been saying is, Pastor, I know all hell's broke loose in this church. I know you're under a struggle right now. I just come to pat you on the back, take you out to Burger King, and tell you what a good job you're doing. But instead, stupid showed up and said, I'm going to quit. And stupid responded, go ahead and quit if you want to. I'm going to have a power and demonstrate.
demonstration of the Holy Ghost. There's going to come and they're going to go. There's some people going to like what he preaches and not what like he preaches. But that's all right. It's the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Somebody in this Lake City Pentecostal church needs to rise up in the Holy Ghost and say, today I hit the reset button. I will receive power. I will see demonstration of the Holy Ghost. It's a must. I want to talk about that just a minute and then I'm through. I don't know what time it is, but let God, you'll be all right. Just hold on. Hold on, hold on to your seat. You'll be all right. Just give me just a few more minutes. If I get too long, let me know. I'll go out and preach in the parking lot because I ain't through, okay? You get it? It's a must for us to understand the importance of the power and the demonstration to the church. You see, this isn't Pastor McCall's church. This isn't Bishop Anderson's church. This isn't this brother doing hit you up here, church. It's none of their churches. Sorry, bro, I don't know who you are. Brother Sam, we're glad Brother Sam's with us today. Give him a hand. Give a welcome. See Brother Sam? Give him a hand. We, this is not our church. This is God's church. So if you think, I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm in the Holy Ghost. But if, if, I get too, if I get too loud, just let me know. I'll pull away from the mic. I can preach like this. But if you think you're going to stop revival but not giving your tithe and offering, you've got another thing to coming. Because let me tell you what God will do. He'll take an old gambler somewhere in this neighborhood that just struck the lottery, bring them down here and give to the church while you just sit there. Let me tell you, let me tell you what God will do. See, not everybody wants your vision. I can tell half of y'all in here don't have his vision. I can tell by looking at you. But, but, but people don't, man, they, let me tell you what happened. We, we, we a poor church. A lot of our church got food stamp welfare. We got food, uh, food stamp machine at the church. They don't even know. We're going to start taking them soon. When I started pastoring the church, I thought, well, you know, bless God. And they come say, Pastor, you want some food? Yeah, I want some food. Go buy that food. Bring it to my house. Cheeseburger with cheese, you know, bacon, a little bacon and all that. Anyway, let me get back to my story. I get sidetracked real easy. And uh, that's what happens when you got notes. And, uh, and so I, we, we, we had a vision. A year or so ago, we went to our church and they got them business meeting. And uh, I love y'all, and he's probably going to run me out of here saying this, but when you're a Holy Ghost filled church, you don't need no church board. Sorry, board members. Because the church will float and go. It'll move. But anyway, let me get off that. I'll be preaching on UPC in a minute. Anyway, so. Um, Lord Boaz. And so, we voted to build a family center out behind the church. We voted. God come up to me after service and said, I'm standing with the church, but I'm not for that. I said, that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to be for it. But when we build it, you ain't coming in it. Literally out of his mouth, he said, I'm not for that. We don't have the money for that. I said, the last man told me we didn't have the money for it. Don't go to church here anymore. I didn't ask him to leave. He left on his own. When he left, he came by. He, he told me this out of his own mouth. said, I prayed you'd die and the church would burn. See, that's what kind of friends I got. 
Because when you got power and demonstration, that's the way it works sometimes. I don't believe we need to build that. We went over a year. Had six, seven thousand dollars in the savings funds and all that kind of stuff. We raised a little bit of money. On December the 12th of this past year, I walked in the church. Now, let me take that back. I'm lying up here with a mic in my hand, dear Lord. I sat in the car and told my dad, I said, I ain't going in the church. I live in that church. I ain't going in there today. They'll think I'm praying. I don't want to pray today. And, and I said, what are y'all laughing at? Y'all say that all the time, especially midweek service when you don't show up. Who the fool now? Come on now. I sit out there. <laughs> Sorry. I sit out there. And, and uh, Dad said, come in. I said, I don't want to come in. He said, well, you need to. Opened the door, pastor, stepped in water about that deep. And somebody said, did you say Jesus? Why, Lord, no, I'm human just like you are. But I can tell you what I said. <laughs> I said, ah! And then I said, Jesus. We waited through the church. We waited through the church, and first thing we did is, you know, when you have a water leak, you try to get it out. So we called, because see, we got we got water removal people on speed dial and still. <laughs> a fire truck on speed dial, we got it all. And anybody in here an insurance salesman? I may need some. And uh, and so I called the insurance company. They said, do what you got to do. So so we did what we had to do. Well, this guy pulls up. Anybody in there ever had a speeding ticket? You can raise your hand. It's be, you can be honest. The judge not in the house. Thank you for being honest. I've had more speeding tickets than I care to tell about. I wasn't breaking the law. The state trooper thought I was. But I went ahead and paid the ticket. <laughs> you know, got it all taken care of. I've not had one in several years. Thanks be to God. And... Uh, and so I got in this guy's truck. It's in church helping the truck. And he had one. Of, you know how the state troopers got their computers over to the side? You know, they running your name, seeing if you ever wanted by the FBI. And it still scares me when I get in them cars. I'm thinking, Lord, I may, I may be wanted for something, you know. I ain't done nothing, you know, in my life. I've been a little angel. And I did pull my name up. Anyway, I got in this guy's truck, and he's over here punching these numbers. And he looked at me, and he said, Sir, said, said, I don't want to disappoint you, but you know how insurance companies are. said, uh, we, we, uh, we figured up your claim and it's, it's going to be $63,000 and being the spontaneous person I am I said oh and he said well do you think that's enough I said well, we'll do our best to work with that This guy didn't know that we built our church for $50,000. I'll do my best. I got out of that truck, slammed that door, <laughs> went walking in the church and said, yeah! My brain went to tickling. I got on the phone and I said, we can do this, this, and this. Make a long story short, uh, short, short, whatever. Uh, we remodeled our whole entire church and I was able to save $20,000. This was mean, I know it. But the first brother I called was the brother that said we couldn't afford it. I said, Guess what God has done? 
Sometimes the power will come through a water leak. But however it comes, let's show the demonstration of the power and of the Holy Ghost. Yesterday, we had a word day in a building, amen, that we was able to structure debt-free all because when God wants a vision to go forth, we may have to go through a trial and through a dilemma and through a growing process. But when God gets done, there will be power and there will be demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I've come to preach to somebody in Lake City. We've been to hell and back. We've been in our lowest of lowest. But on this Sunday afternoon, we're getting in our vehicles, going home with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I need somebody in this room to let the Holy Ghost rise up within you and say it might have been done that way for years. But on this day, I will leave with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I've got to have the power. I've got to have the power. I've got to have the power. We might have to eat viney weenies and Roman noodles. Amen. With chicken powder on them. To get through to where God wants us to go. But before that rapture of that church takes place and the trumpet sounds, this church will see power and we will have the demonstration of that power. You can be seated. Give me just a minute. I don't know what time it is, but he'll, he'll give me five more minutes. There's five, ten. I got at least 15 more to go. Thank you. Here's what. It is not the will of God for the same person to give the tongues and the interpretation of tongues when it happens. The gifts of the Spirit have to operate in this church. But it's not up to one individual to allow the gifts of tongues and the interpretation of tongues to operate through them. Not when there's other people in the pew that could be powerful and demonstrative of what God has done in their life. It is not the will of God for one preacher in the church to have the gift of healing in his hands and lay hands on your sorry self, amen, to raise you up on a bad day. Well, I want you to invite me back so I can redeem myself. But it is not the will of God for one Sunday school teacher to bring all the little Debbies to church. It is not the job of Pastor McCall to lead focused prayer every service. It is the will of God for every member of this church to have power and demonstration of that power. Well, we had a move of God. Sister Flossie got the Jesus shuffle on the left side. Old brother Tommy Jono over here, he got to Jesus shuffle on that side. I wanted to shout, but I just couldn't make myself. You need power. And you need demonstration of the power you've got. Because I live in the show me state. If you're going to climb up that sycamore tree and tell me you got the Holy Ghost, at least shake the tree. I'll be gone, I'll be gone. I'm leaving town just when I get done to go preach to some more good peoples. 
It is not the will of God for us to have Pentecostal on our sign and not have power and demonstration in the pew. I'm going to tell you what some of our problem is. Instead of having a power demonstration, we say, take this pill in four hours, you'll feel better. And really what we shouldn't be doing is lay hands on them and casting that demon spirit off of them. Power and demonstration of that power. But Brother Dainsworth, power and demonstration of that power. God is not scared of depression. God is not scared of oppression. God is not scared of cancer, diabetes, cataracts. God is not even scared of stupid people. He's not scared of none of us. He's given us the power and the demonstration of that power. We had a lady come to our church one time. And when she came to our church, we was in a little 30 by 40 building. We had more mice than we did members at that time. Oh, it was a glorious day. And, and uh, we was having church. And she came and she was a Roman Catholic. And she was back in here doing her domino effect and all those things. And, and the church service started. And back then, I was a sinner. I had a Britney Spears mic. And uh, I was playing the keyboard, leading music, giving off the call and preaching. That's what happens when you start home missions church. Sometimes you just got to do it all, shouting and all. I, sometimes I'm still the one shouting, but anyway, side point. And after preaching and give the altar call, this lady, this lady motioned for me to come back there. So I went back there. Music stopped. Isn't it amazing how unspiritual we get when the keyboard stops in a Pentecostal church? It's like this. I know what I'm talking about. You know, you had the Jesus goosebumps, and then you remember the oatmeal cookies you made before you came to church. Just as soon as it stops, bam, it's like you're bipolar or something. You go, bam, bam. Anyway, and so, so she motioned for me back there. This little lady, a little, little bit short lady, her name was Deborah. And Deborah said, Pastor, I don't know who you are. And she said, I don't care what anybody else in this church professes to be. But whatever you have, that's what I want. Mm. Not pinning any roses on pastor. Because there's only 13 people there. You know what I'm saying? But when you get the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, something bubbles up within you. Everybody else had a down night, an off night, a Wednesday night. Pastor didn't. And she said, whatever that is you have, I want it. I said, oh, lift your hands. You can get it right now, little Debbie. She lifted her hands. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. She said, I've been to Mass. I've been in the booth. I've lit a lot of candles. But I ain't never felt nothing like this right here. Can I preach to somebody? There are young people that is hooked on drugs. They're in a meth lab right now. Amen. They're pushing needles in their veins. They're having premarital sex. And all they're wanting is a feel good. Guess where it's about to happen? At the Pentecostals of Lake City. We're going to see power. We're going to see demonstration. If you want power and you want demonstration, I want you to get out of your seat. I want you to run to the front of this church and lift your hands in the air and say, God, I'm not leaving this house 
I'm not leaving this place until I receive power, until I receive demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Power.